Welcome to the Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. Today we are talking about Luke chapter 7, and my guest today is a pretty special one. It is the station manager for Faith Radio, Neil Statham. Welcome, Hi, Neil. Hey, Angela. Hello, hello. Looking forward to, to discussing more about Jesus from Luke's gospel. Yeah, and this is, I, mean, I was going to say, this is a good one. Really, there aren't any bad ones. <laughs> there might be ones that are harder to read than others. Yes, yes, yeah. I would say, you know, and um, Luke's gospel, I mean, it, it is, we have gone through it once already and, uh, or maybe it's a couple times, I don't remember, but it's been, you know, every time I go through it, in fact, just going through it last night, came across some things that I hadn't really noticed before. And so, you know, looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, I love that about God's word, that it's, I feel like that's what the alive and active is, is that yeah. when we go into it and the Holy Spirit kind of you know, sifts things to the top that maybe yeah. I I have to have read it before, yeah. but it feels like you haven't read it before. Yeah, that's great. So we're going to talk about Luke chapter 7. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I have appreciated several years ago, Michael Card uh, put together a biblical imagination series where he did commentaries on the Gospels, and Luke was his first in that series, and he calls it the Gospel of Amazement. And he says that Luke uses all five Greek words that can be translated amazed, things like amazed and astonished and wonder and marvel and astounded and spellbound and all those things. And uh, and I thought, I wonder, you know, am I amazed when I read the gospel accounts of Jesus? Mm. You know, like like we're just saying, we've we've read that before. Uh, so you know, does it really in, you know, the heading toward Christmas or, you know, wherever we might, whenever we might be listening to this, it's just, we, you know, we're pretty used to the story. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what am I missing that I'm not amazed? amazed. Yeah, I, that I book is excellent. You had suggested it to me when I was writing the study guide. And when I would get stuck, I would go either to the commentary I had on Luke or to Michael Card's book. Yeah. Because, and I love the way that he approaches scripture and such i mean it doesn't surprise me that he pulled out amazing because he he goes to it with such imagination and uh feeling you know putting yeah. yourself in the place of what's happening with the people at the time one of the uh, the stories of course that right at the beginning of luke chapter 7 it's about jesus and the centurion and the the heading in my bible says the faith of the centurion and you know, if you know the story centurion which because a roman soldier um, has a sick servant, and there are uh, Jewish leaders that come to Jesus say, you know, he, he, he's he got a servant that's sick, you should come and heal him, and he's really worthy of your help. And He built a synagogue for right, us. Right, yeah, he loves our nation. And, mm-hmm. and so Jesus uh, starts heading to his house, and if you uh, have read it before, you know that at some point the centurion sends uh, more instructions, says, you know, you don't need to come in, you know, in fact, it probably wouldn't be proper for a, you know, a Jewish person to go into the home of a Gentile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, but, you know, I'm, I'm a man under authority. So I, you know, I say go and he goes. I say come and he comes. You know, do this, do that. And so you just say the word and you don't have to come to my Actually house. Actually be here, right. Yeah. I think that is so amazing to think about, too, that then that Jesus has authority over us and has given us authority and power the power of the resurrection. And I think often it's really easy to forget that. Yeah. Jesus has authority over everything, mm-hmm. you know, and just to, 
And, and of course, that's what it says. There's only two times in the scripture in the gospel where it says Jesus was amazed. And this was one of them. Jesus was amazed uh, at, the, uh, at the faith of the centurion. Mm-hmm. He said, I haven't seen faith like this in uh, all of Israel. Uh, the other time he was amazed was when he went back to his hometown. It was in, I think, Mark's gospel uh, after he'd been out teaching. And he went home to his hometown and couldn't do any miracles because people didn't believe. So he was, he was amazed by their lack of faith. And here he's amazed by the centurion's great faith. And again, I guess I just think, what, what am I uh, truly amazed by? And you know, do I understand? I mean, it, would I live differently if I lived as truly being under the authority of Christ, mm-hmm. which, which I am, but mm-hmm. I mean, what is it like to submit to that authority and know that, you know, Jesus says, go, and we go. He says, you know, stay, we stay, whatever it might be. Yeah, I feel like that's been, a, like it's a, I think it's the sanctification process of of growing in our relationship with him and trusting him more and knowing, and knowing, you know, knowing to your core, I'm going to go, I believe that the Lord is leading me, leading me this way and I'm going to go, or I'm walking through a trial, a hard time, but I know that the Lord is faithful. And I, I think after we go through a couple of experiences like that, like after my mom passed away and I had all of these losses, now when I know that loss is coming, not to say that they're not hard, but they that period really rattled my view of God, where now it doesn't so much. Like I, I've been through a process with him, and so I understand more his authority I feel like I can trust him more because he has been faithful, but it's been the long road of it. Yeah. Almost like something it's almost it's like on the job training. You know, yeah. you have to learn it while in relationship. It's not easy. <laughs> you know, one of the other things that I appreciate just about this story is that and I Michael Carter pointed this out in his his book uh, on Luke, but he said the healing is another unmiraculous miracle. There's no special words, no actions, no pattern. And I just think, you know, we uh, we live in, I think, a time where there's, you know, we're interested in, in formulas and all those kinds of things and manipulation. And Jesus, you know, didn't, didn't even say anything. He, said, he told the people around him, wow, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. And when the guys go back, his servant's healed. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was no, nothing special. No. And so I, I guess it just reminds me again that, you know, if we really submit to Jesus as our authority and that we're trusting him and that we know that he is, he is responding to our faith and prayers, then, you know, uh, miracles can happen, just mm-hmm. not maybe in a way that we expect it. Right. And I think that's hard. I think when it doesn't happen or it doesn't happen in the way that we expected, I think that can be what's, you know, what I referred to before is kind of rattling in our faith. And yeah, which I think is what makes it so miraculous of why, why did this centurion, what did he heard about Jesus? Had he heard Jesus speak? What was it in him that that trusted in that way? It is amazing. Yeah. And could I, could I have that trust? Because, you know, later on, you know, what, what did he see? Because later on at the end of the chapter, as you read through chapter seven, you know Jesus gets invited by uh, Simon the Pharisee to mm-hmm. have to have a meal, and so he goes and he's gathering. And this uh, woman who is uh, a sinner, a sinful woman, comes and she's got the perfume, and she she ends up uh, you know wiping his feet with her. T 
tear, wiping your feet with their hair and putting perfume on them. And, you know, that that whole kind of amazing story. And Simon is going, thinking to himself, boy, you know, if Jesus was really a prophet, he'd know what kind of woman this Mm -hmm. is because she's a sinner, you know. And then then Jesus asked that kind of penetrating question. He says, you know, Simon, do you see this woman? And I think, well, that's another uh, challenge for me. I think, you know, we – we're we're pretty quick to put people in categories, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe more today than ever, right? I mean, we're we're only defined by our categories, mm-hmm. it seems like. So mm-hmm. do, you know, do I really see people as they're created dearly and loved by God and or do I just see them in categories? And and then, you know, for, for Jesus to tell that story about, you know, he who, um, you know, has been forgiven much loves much. And that was the case for her, but it really should be the case for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us have been, we experience God's grace, which, of course, is undeserved. Uh, and I was thinking the word, you know, amazing, the gospel of amazement, there's amazing grace uh, that's almost a uh, almost redundant, right? Because grace in itself mm-hmm. should, should be amazing if we really understood it. Yeah, what I love about that story with um, Simon and the sinful woman is that that Jesus is gentle with both of them, even in his yeah. correction of Simon? It it's it it feels feels gentle. Yeah, he you know, Simon had an opportunity to see himself in the story, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you know, which is again that's Jesus' approach, isn't it? I mean, he has ultimate authority, and yet he is gentle with us. And of course, throughout the entire chapter, uh, you know, in, in this woman. Uh, she came to Jesus, you know, crying and and asking for grace and mercy, which, of course, is what none of us deserve. And again, I'll I'll just mention one more thing from Michael Card because I I love his. He talks about the the word hesed, which is usually translated grace or mercy, and it's a word that it takes about a sentence to describe it. Uh, hesed is defined as when the person from whom I have the right to expect nothing gives me everything. Mm. Mm. That is such a good line, isn't mm-hmm. it? When the person from whom I have the right to expect nothing gives me everything. Uh, the centurion, you know, didn't didn't deserve, you know, Jesus to come to his house. The woman didn't deserve Jesus to offer forgiveness. You know, just all those, you know, and none of us deserve it. And that's really what grace is all about. And that's so such a great description of who God is. When God, with whom I have no right to, ex- when yeah. I have no right to expect anything, gives me everything. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you, Neil. Boy, this time goes by fast. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's a uh, re- reading of the Gospels is always uh, a worthwhile mm-hmm. process, and you'll gain lots of insight as you uh, dig into it for yourself. So I hope that you enjoy it. So thanks for the time. Yeah, and you know, like we've been talking about, you might even discover something new. From when you've read it the last time. I would almost guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be amazed, hopefully. Yes. yes. Well, thank you, Neil. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Reading the Bible Together podcast. Make sure that you are subscribed so every episode will just upload right there into your podcast app. And we will see you tomorrow looking at Luke chapter 8. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com.